Welcome back to the Orange Boy Inquiry. This episode is brought to you by Simps for Safety. SFS has a new product with the shelf name 20 count independently applied multicolored flexible 4 inch assortative adhesive bandages for first aid wound care. What? The 20 count independently applied multicolored flexible 4 inch assorted (laughs) adhesive bandages for first aid wound care is a flexible multicolored adhesive bandage that can be independently applied for first aid wound care purposes by all ages. I uh, actually am currently wearing several of these assorted adhesive bandages at the moment, and I love them. Uh, The FDA does require we acknowledge the following risks that may be associated with the 20-count independently applied multicolored flexible 4-inch assorted adhesive bandages for first aid wound care, which include and are not limited to skin irritation or rash, nausea, an oversense of security, small and or chicken pox, Headaches, stomach aches, back aches, groin aches, bread hands, fireia, coma, <laughs> death, uh, memory loss, and in extreme cases, death. <laughs> so again, huge thank you to Sims for Safety for sponsoring this episode. And please, if you have a chance, do try out their 20-count independently applied multicolored flexible 4-inch assorted adhesive bandages for first aid wound care sold exclusively at Kohl's. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Watch out for those bread hands. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm most afraid of. And welcome back to another episode of the Orange Boy Inquiry. Uh, we are three boys who just love the color orange, uh, and love we it. also love to talk about movies and t- TV and music and uh, all or other sports. sorts of stuff. Um, no, oh, <laughs> not sports. Okay. That's not one of the things we don't really like to talk about sports. Um, maybe you don't. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but uh, my name is Jared. My name is Niall. And my name is Lucas. There it is. We got him all. Look at that. Um, <laughs> and today we are going to be talking about one of the just like biggest uh, producers of animated movies out today. Um, and that is Pixar's Animation Studios. Yeah. Um, Pixar is under the parent company of, of Disney. And they've released, I think, 23 movies since 1995. And they're all CGI animated films. Um, And almost all of them are, like, talked about as, like, some of the best animated movies ever made. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think there is a really strong love for these movies. Uh, Some of these include, like, Toy Story, Incredibles, Monsters, Inc., uh, Up, Ratatouille. uh, The Good Dinosaur. the Good Dinosaur, thank you, Lucas. <laughs> Brave technically. Coco, all the way up until their their new movie, which came out uh, Christmas of 2020, and that is Soul. So that's the most recent one. Um, yeah, and what are your guys' just overall thoughts or opinions? Like, do you have, like, a favorite? What do you, well, Did you grow up on one? First of all, killer intro and summary, Jared. Hats off to you for that. That thank was you. great. Um, well done. How I'm literally taking off my hat. Um, I, <laughs> Thank you, guys. I want to just talk for a second because these these movies are all, like, 
all of them up until about, you know, Ratatouille, Wally were like movies that had a big effect on who I am as a person. Like, like I was a child watching these movies all the time, like multiple times a week, you know, watching a bug's life over and over and over again and cars and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and I think a lot of times I've heard people say that maybe they're straying a little bit from just kind of that like simple heartfelt something, you know, like, like for example, with finding Dory, a lot of people really didn't like that one, but I watched it for the first time with my niece and she loves that movie. You know, she just loves it. Yeah. And it kind of like made me remember like these movies are like, they're for everyone, but they're for kids, you know? And she's experiencing that same kind of magic that I felt when I watched Finding Nemo, you know, with Finding Dory. And so it's just kind of like, I think Pixar is a great studio because they know their audience and they really know just kind of what they want to give people, but also kind of how to push their limits. And Pixar is just great. And I don't think they're going to stop getting better for a good long time. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I uh, actually, I've, that's the we'll only, see. we all agree. <laughs> Hooray. Three out of three orange boys we... agree. A pretty typical consensus. <laughs> um, we are just a hive mind. Everything we agree on. That's actually the only <laughs> Pixar movie that I haven't seen. <laughs> you haven't yeah, seen Finding Dory? Yeah, good diddy. Good diddy. Yeah, Finding Dory is the only one dude. I haven't ever seen. But yeah. I've seen all the other ones, and like, yeah, like you're saying, I love, especially the Toy Story movies. Toy Story one and two, when I was a little kid, um, oh, I would yeah. love to watch. I had a, I had a Woody and Buzz action figures, and those things were my favorite toys. I would play with those all the time, and you know, as a child, you have the idea put in your head that your toys play with each other basically while you're not there, and yeah. that was yeah. always what I believed to be true. And that was awesome. <laughs> that was a good way to be a child and just kind of let that imagination run rampant. So I love, I love Pixar. It has, they've had a couple duds, but I mean, across you know, 22 years or 23 years at this point, they've had way more hits than misses. And oh, I think yeah, they're still right. going on an upward trajectory. And it looks like the stuff they're working on is going to be awesome as well. Yeah, I mean, um, I think what Niall was saying is they, they really do know their audience. Like, pretty much all of their movies are geared specifically towards kids. Um, I think there are some that have themes that kind of go over kids' heads, but oh, that kind of wow. just shows that they are also making things that are enjoyable for adults, you know? And so even now, you can go and watch, like, like Coco I just watched recently. I loved it, you know what I mean? It's not... Like, it's colorful and fun, and there's music and dance numbers, and kids love it. Like, I haven't met a kid who didn't love Coco. But, um, like, I felt, like, a very, like, amazing emotional... I had, like, a, an emotional response just because it wasn't, like... It took me to a more uh, intimate place. It wasn't yeah. super superficial and just, like, a kid's movie so i think pixar for the most part has a really good like balance between the two and that's one thing that i really love about them besides making super memorable characters and stories uh i just i think they're able to to just captivate most most audiences 
Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think that's a good opener to to Pixar. Um, so let's get into our questions, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I, my question, I'll go first. Uh, like I said, uh, Pixar has this ability to make super memorable characters and make super memorable stories. Um, and one thing I've, I believe, and I'm sure you guys probably agree as well, but I think the best stories take a character and it molds them and changes them into someone new. You know, So it takes like a character and you can see where they start and you watch them grow as a person or a bug or a car or a toy or whatever uh until the end when they're a new person and i think that change is is maybe the most important part of storytelling and so my question to you guys is what character in a pixar movie has the best character arc or development in a movie um and so i'll just preface like not we don't say like woody from toy story one to four uh just say like in Toy Story 2, he okay. had an arc. Or gotcha. let's say, like, so it's you know not, what I mean? So it's not through a series. It's a, in an, in a single movie. Exactly. Gotcha. Kind of like how we were uh, talking about how Iron Man 3 has the best character arc of the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Tony Stark. I'm going to bring this up in every episode. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I need we... to rewatch Iron Man 3, I guess. But... Yeah. You can, you can keep bringing it up until we rewatch it. <laughs> okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can stop. Uh, <laughs> Niall, uh, do you want to start us off? Um, I do want to start this off. So awesome. I have had... I, I've been thinking about this question for a long time. Um, because I, <laughs> I think there are, there are a lot 35 of, seconds. <laughs> there are a lot of great examples of movies where, like... The characters don't really have too much of an arc. Like, for example, Ratatouille. Mr. Ratatouille himself, Remy the Rat, doesn't really have that much of, like, an arc. He's just kind of like, I want to cook, and then he finds a human to manipulate to do it, you know? But, like, not to say it's not a great movie, but a lot of the movies are much more directed towards character arcs and development. Um, And I would say... For me, I actually am split between two answers, and they're both the same character, just in two different movies. But they are, um, it's Sully. And I would mm. say in Monsters University, his character arc is is my favorite, and I think the best one. Nice. Um, wow, curveball. Yeah, let's hear it. He starts out as just, you know, this super cocky jerk. His dad is like the king of scaring people and so he doesn't think of it like he shows up to class the first day without a pencil and stuff like that he's just like i don't care i don't need any of this i'm naturally scary but then he finds out that there's more to it than that you know and he has to humble himself and start actually making friends and stop living on his own you know and it kind of like it shows the the loneliness that comes with being kind of a cocky like full of yourself kind of person, like how that also isolates you to a point and how that kind of drove him farther into it until he had to just kind of humble himself, give up his pride and say like, yeah, I need help, you know? And he teams up with, with Mike, the eyeball person 
Um, Mike Wazowski. <laughs> no, his his name in university was the Eyeball Person, and he got it legally oh, changed yeah, yeah, in yeah. between the two movies. That's that's something you forgot. Oh, um, of course. But uh, yeah, I forgot about that. But I think that I don't know. I just think that Soli's character arc in Monsters University is so great and it's so touching, especially if you've known people on either side of that, either people that aren't very confident and don't know what they're doing or people that are overconfident. It's just something that you can really relate to by seeing that because he hits both sides of that so well. And it helps you understand people in the real world and how, like, if they're acting a certain way, what might be going on for them too, you know? And so it's just interesting and I love it. Yeah, I think that's a great answer. Yeah, I agree. That's awesome. I hadn't even thought about that, but the more that you expound on that, the more that I like it. But I love that. I love that movie still. It's so good. But yeah, that's awesome. Well, for me, I would say um, Mater between Cars 1 and 3 just really developed <laughs> super well. Nope. nope <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, sorry. Just one movie. Um, Mater yeah, and Cars so 2. Yeah, just Cars 2. Yeah. yeah. Mater. <laughs> Well, he, I guess the better one to say would be Mater in Cars 3 because he basically doesn't exist in that movie. <laughs> he's just like, hey, Lightning, goodbye from Radiator Springs, and then he's just not in the rest of the movie. Well, that's the same as Lightning's role in Cars 2, isn't in it? In Cars 2, yeah, basically. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so they just did an old one-two on him. Um, no, but my actual answer is Mr. Incredible in The Incredibles. Um, I yeah. think I think that one is my favorite Pixar movie, and it is still the best Fantastic Four movie. So yep, <laughs> true. <laughs> it is. That's true. <laughs> Hopefully that will change um, when the new one comes out. But I mean, it's a great movie. So they just do. I think that his whole complex of being stuck in the past as like a kind of like a worn down superhero who just still wants to be a superhero and just having to evolve and still become still be a dad and learn that he can you know be a dad and also fight crime that he doesn't have to alienate his family to be able to do that part of his life um i just love it i just love so much about that movie it's been a while since i've watched it um but not to the point where i don't remember it like it's just it's just a good one and i really like the way that they develop his character and the way that he um is able to kind of evolve because it's very I think a lot of people should have similar developments in real life, but they don't. And I think watching that movie kind of is like what it would be like if that actually did happen. So, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great one. Um, answer. Mine. I was hoping one of you would say a different one so I could do this, but um, <laughs> okay. So, so an honorable mention is Lightning McQueen in Cars. Yeah, um, so good. In Cars 1. It's great. It's it's for similar reasons as Soli. Yeah, similar to uh, the Soli arc, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I'll, I'll leave that with you guys there. Okay. But I think the best one I've seen in, in a long time, in most, like in any movie, I would say, is, is Joe Gardner in Soul. Mm, nice. Um, oh, yeah, dude. Jamie Foxx's character. Oh. Uh, basically, this is a guy who believes so strongly that like if he can just succeed as a musician then he's he's made it you know his life is complete he's had his purpose and then through a series of events um i know it's still recently new like pretty pretty, fairly new so i won't say too much but through a series of pixar 
antics and adventures, he finds finally realizes that it's not just the big moment that um, makes you who you are and makes life special. It's all the little moments. And just like watching him have that realization and like get to that point after like just pounding it into you guys in your head that like he is like he believes this way so so strongly and just for him to like drop that at the end is just such a good feeling and it just completes the whole movie like without that one moment at the end of him just realizing how perfect life is and all of its little bits and pieces like that movie would not be as impactful as it is and i think i think that character that transformation really really helps the, the movie stand out like that yeah. So that's my answer. I think it's Joe Gardner beautiful is just movie. fantastic. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so now that we've appreciated some uh, <laughs> some of the characters, should we jump into maybe some movies or like where we want to see it taken? Niall, you have a question for us? <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps. Oh, Niall. Okay. Sorry. I'm back in. There was a glitch. What did you okay. say? <laughs> <laughs> I was asking this is, you for this your is great podcasting, by the way. <laughs> I had a great, I had a seamless, seamless segue the, into it. The <laughs> the heir to the throne of segues, because <laughs> yes, as Jared pointed out to me earlier today, Paul Blart Mall Cop is forever the king of segues. <laughs> <laughs> but you can overtake yeah. that soon. It's all My the same question, segue. My question yeah. is pretty broad. There's kind of a lot of ways you can take this. But it's basically um, Pixar and, and Disney in general um, is kind of known for trying out different kinds of cultures and settings and stuff to tell these stories in, right? And, mm-hmm. um, and kind of using a lot of different genres to do so. So my question is what other um, topic or, or genre or setting or whatever um, would you like to see Pixar investigate next, you know? Because, because they've got a lot of potential to do a lot of different really cool things, and, uh, and I want to see what y'alls are thinking. Okay, well... Yeah, uh, this is a little bit different, but one thing that I think would be really cool um, would be like someone who's incredibly good at a board game or something like that. Just I think a world of games would be super cool for them to explore and get into. I don't know that it would need yeah. to be like a Jumanji type deal where the like guy goes into the game, but it could be. It could even be something like if they. I don't know how they would do this and make it like super child appropriate, but just like some guy who's just incredible at poker and they just, <laughs> um, I think that that type of a character and that type of a world is just really cool anyway. And I think if Pixar were to be able to put some spin on it where he just like, his world is manipulated and it becomes real life poker or real life board game or something like that, 
Um, I think that could be very unique and very cool thing to see in kind of like the Pixar realm of things and their kind of animated vein of the way that they do things. And like, I don't know exactly what they could do to make it unique and like how they would make, like put their soul twist on it, I guess. Cause I think soul is a really good example right. of having an idea and then just kind of making it into something really cool and beyond the base, what the base idea is. But I think if the base idea was just this guy who was super, super good at board games or even just specifically poker. I don't know, poker I'm a little bit hesitant to say just because it's not really like, it's hard to make a movie about gambling that's for kids. <laughs> right, But <laughs> that can be a something, romanticizing something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they could they could even have it be about like, like he's super good at Monopoly or something like that. And yeah, then yeah. somehow that, they're able to take that and create a world out of it. I think something along those lines would be really cool. Yeah, I think that's cool awesome. Answer. Poker was actually one of one, something that I like crossed my mind, and I didn't know exactly how to phrase it or or, or talk about it. So I think that would be that'd be awesome. Um, I was also thinking in the realm of games, um, and specifically more of like sports. I think Pixar hasn't done a sports movie, um, which is like weird to me in a way. Yeah, like I get that. Like most sports movies are very just Bad. happy and uplifting. I don't think no, but I think sports movies can be very, very uplifting, just very exciting and um, rewarding at the end. I know a lot of them follow the same formula, and that's where I would want Pixar to kind of shake it up. Uh, specifically, the the sport I was thinking is a lacrosse movie. Um, and I think what, what Pixar would be able to do is also be able to kind of dip into the culture of, like, the origins of lacrosse, which um, I don't know how much you guys know. I don't know much myself, but I, mean, I know it's... None. Uh, yeah, so lacrosse was initially uh, a sport or a competition held by Native Americans, uh, both in, like, modern-day America and... Canada area uh, and so seeing that like perspective or the cultural perspective of like the Native American ancestry and there's a lot of really 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 cool stuff that comes from that culture that they could you know just point out and celebrate like they were able to do with Coco um, like I think I think it would lend itself to a really cool movie um, plus that kind of gives it like it's about this but also this you know so it's about lacrosse right. and it's about the culture. Yeah. So that's my that's my idea. Also, I would want Pixar to Pixar fi it or whatever. Right. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be really well, cool. But it's interesting that you said that you wanted to cross lacrosse with something else because I was also gonna say that you could make it a lacrosse slash pilot movie and call it LAX. <laughs> Shut up. All right. <laughs> and the pilots the pilots anyway, play lacrosse there's from my, there's each my... other's cockpits. <laughs> There's my one joke per episode that you guys have allowed yeah. me. So and we applaud it. Yeah, it. If I make any more, kick me out of the show. Um, okay, easy enough. But my answer for this one is more than anything just kind of a setting. I don't know what I would really want them to do. Um, but I'm talking like China, you know, ancient China, kind of like mm. that. What, what I want more than anything is for them to explore it because, like, 
that ancient Chinese like culture and mythology is just so vibrant and beautiful. Like if you look at any like old Chinese art or listen to old Chinese stories, like it's just amazing. And and it's this beautiful culture and the art is incredible. And I would love to see how Pixar would kind of interpret that art into a Pixar world, you know? Um, but I basically what I want to see in a <laughs> Pixar movie is a Chinese dragon that's like, you know, a Chinese big, dragon. Good. And it's like big, yeah. it's not, you know, Mushu, but it's like like this big yeah. kind of thing. And and Pixar is great at this. They're they're great. Disney, like I said, in general is great at kind of exploring different um cultures. Ratatouille, they've got French culture, um Coco, Mexican culture, Brave with the kind of Celtic culture. But I would love to see them kind of explore that area. A bug's life. Just a like bug's life. Culture. Yeah, ant culture. culture. Um, which then <laughs> cars thereafter Woody Allen cars. explored with ants. Ant culture. Yeah. There's a lot of rat ant culture. culture. Ant bully. Rat culture. Yeah. Um, super hero culture. <laughs> Forgetful fish culture. Which is a niche yeah, one. That's a predominant one in it, yeah. the Australian Ocean. Right. D and D player culture. D and D player culture. See yeah. they, they yeah, love culture. Go. And so I would love for the I would love to see them go into that old Chinese culture, kind of adopt that art style and and twist it around um to be Pixar y, you know, and do some kind of very mystical and magical ancient Chinese themed movie. I would just love it. Well, yeah, I have awesome. got some news for you because Disney, not Pixar, is actually making a movie similar to what you just described. Really? It comes what out in making? two months. It's called what? Raya and what? the Last Dragon. Mm-hmm. Seriously? I've never even heard of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's not a Pixar, but it's a Disney 3D animated movie about uh, ancient China and a dragon. Well, you know, I think I've heard of it, but also I feel like a lot of movie and like TV announcements right now are getting really foreshadowed (laughs) or like not foreshadowed, but overshadowed Overshadowed by by, like, like Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah. (laughs) Marvel and Star Wars are just cranking news out. And so like, I just found out that the Godzilla versus King Kong trailer is out. Yeah. It just came out today. How how is that? Yeah, it came out today. And so, I, I, oh, well, I guess then it's not that crazy that so, I just yeah, no, you're good. about it. But, <laughs> but it comes out in two months, so. Yeah, which is insane. Yeah, it, that is wild to me. So HBO that makes Max, me think it might man, not be a good they're movie. They're going to be cranking out a whole lot. <laughs> That's the only thing that would lead me to believe this movie might not be good. Well, it won't be good, but it'll be fun to watch. <laughs> All other indications point to it being everything phenomenal. Else, <laughs> everything else just leads me to believe Ugh. that it might be my favorite movie ever made. Godzilla, King of the Monsters, <laughs> one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life, dude. <laughs> Well, good thing well, those characters are coming episode. back for that sequel. What? The characters from that movie are going to be in Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, I know because uh, I can. Let's talk about this later. You know I, yeah, this yeah. is unrelated. Yeah, another episode. We're talking about good I can talk about Lucas. this for a long time. <laughs> Lucas, you want to change the subject with your? Question? I would absolutely nice love to. Segue, dude. Bro, Jared might as well just be renamed Paul Blart. Paul Blart. 
<laughs> Let me be the king of segways for you boys. <laughs> Thank you. I'll cruise in. I'll cruise in with my segways. And you're doing it <laughs> so well. And I'll save them all of America. <laughs> and murder your neighbor's dog also. <laughs> anyway, Lucas. <laughs> so my question is, of the Pixar movies that do not have sequels, which one do you think deserves a sequel the most? So yeah. not like Toy Story 5 or Cars 4, <laughs> but something like A Bug's Life 2 or something like that. Yeah. Question real quick. Please. Does Monsters, Inc. count? Because that's a prequel. Yeah. You can say that as well. I can say to. that. Okay. I'm not going to, and I hope I didn't I wonder what he's going to say. Answer. But that, <laughs> well, that wasn't mine. I'm just scrolling through the list, and I saw that, and I was thinking, I wonder what Lucas thinks. But, I think yeah. that it doesn't have a sequel, so. <laughs> Do I go first, right? Sure. Uh, well, I, I guess. Think I go first. Honestly. Also, Here, Monsters yeah, Inc. Jared, is getting yeah. a Monsters Inc. is getting a sequel TV show. Seriously, I had no idea. Whoa. Yeah, Disney That's Plus. That's strange. Cool. Oh my gosh, dude! There's so much content coming out all the time. It's oh, so hard to keep track. It's crazy. Yep. But Lucas, I do really like this question, and I have Thank an you. answer for you. Please. I have. I I wish I wasn't going first actually because I have two answers, and if you one of you guys are doing, you better not okay, I'll go first. one or the other. Do you want to go first? No, yeah, I want to go first. Okay, Niall, okay, you go first. All right, let's have Niall go okay. first. Let's have Niall. You can't have the asker I'll, I'll answer go, first. I'll go first on the next one. I'll go sure, first I can. So, <laughs> my answer, um, and it's maybe just because recently I've been obsessed with this movie. Um, but my answer is onward. Mm. Um, I know mm. that it's really recent and, and Toy Story loves to wait for 11 years before they make a sequel to a movie. Toy um, Story does. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> <Pixar>. in general, <laughs> but yeah, the, the time gap between Incredibles and Incredibles two. Yeah. That'd be enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm talking. 16 but, years. Did I say Toy Story? I meant to say Pixar. Yeah, you said but, Toy Story. It's okay though. Right. Yeah, you said, I was looking okay. at I was looking at the words Toy Story on my screen. But um Onward is a wonderful movie that kind of shows a a world of magic that has been overstepped by um innovation and technology and stuff. But then at the very end it shows kind of the culture re-embracing magic while technology is still, of course, around, you know? And so now with society embracing that more magical part of their history and culture again, I think it would be a really fun world to dive farther into. And now that, you know, Ian and Barley are all tight and bros, they can have some new adventure to go on. I, I don't claim that I could come up with an idea, like an, a pitch, for them to make it as emotional as the first one was. But I'm certain that they could, you know. I have total confidence in Pixar. And so I would love to see them kind of expand that world and usually a lot of these movies i look at them and i'm like it just ended perfectly and i don't want them to put more into it and onward ends perfectly but also sets up a very interesting world to be further investigated and so sure. that's that's my answer 
Yeah, it's a good answer. The end. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, end of Lucas, podcast. That's yours. Oh, you are? Okay, I'll go. Uh, yeah, my, yeah, <laughs> my answer, I would say, after looking at the list and of all the kind of different, you know, roads and avenues we could follow as far as what it would be cool to see, I think most people would agree with me in saying that the good dinosaur 2 is inevitable. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I not really. I won't be able to talk... The Good Dinosaur is the only Pixar movie I haven't seen. Same. Well, no, that's not true. Cars 3. Cars I also have tell not you. seen Cars 3. Jared and I are on the same yeah. page. I have yeah. seen Cars 3, and it's pretty good. Good Dinosaur, okay. I would say, is by far the worst Pixar movie. So okay. I don't think that it needs a sequel. <laughs> My actual answer, sorry for duping you yet again. <laughs> oh, man. You I had, a, I had an itching feeling that it was not true. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Lucas, you're throwing so many curves. You got me thinking I'm on Rainbow Road, you know? Just come on. I uh, know. Nice, And then Jared. you fell off on your yeah. Segway. <laughs> I'm segwaying through Rainbow, Rainbow Road, Road this podcast. <laughs> yeah. With the curves Lucas keeps throwing you. Ugh. Yes, sir. Okay, um, what, what's your answer? My, my actual answer is soul, because... I loved the way that Soul ended, especially. I loved the whole movie. And I guess I'm going to have some spoilers for Soul. But um, Soul, I love the way that it ends with him not dying. Because I think it could have been pretty good still if it ended with him just like accepting, yeah, I died and now I'm going to move on. But I loved that it ended with him not dying, going back into his body and just taking on the world. Is like, awesome, now I have my life. And it ended, again, like Niall was saying, Pixar movies tend to not necessarily need sequels because they often end super well. But it would be really cool to see what he does with his life post living in, like living as a soul and seeing what it would be like to be dead and stuff like that. And I don't think necessarily that it would have to be like another death story or in another story about going into the soul world or whatever. But it would be really cool to follow that character through another story and just kind of see how he is a better music teacher or a better musician or whatever else because something that it didn't expand a ton on is kind of the impact that he did have on his students. It does a little bit, but I think that if it were to go further into that and make it a movie about a teacher um, and stuff like that, I mean, it was a movie about a teacher, but focusing more on that and kind of the, the positive impact that, uh, further on the positive impact that teachers can have on students and stuff like that. Just his life as he becomes more positive and doesn't try and move beyond what his life is and just kind of try and do his best to help his students. I think that would be really cool because I loved that movie and I think it would be a good way to see that expounded. Yeah. But I also don't think that there will be a sequel to that. Right. Yeah, I think Soul, I feel like it's such a good movie in like where it ended i think the fact that we don't know what happens is really i don't know nice for me because i just get to imagine yeah that next step it's like once you open your eyes and realize how good life is mm -hmm. now just go forward and live it yeah you know i think i think that would make a really good short like film yeah I would like agree. one of the pixar short is you just get to see him like in these next steps through his life like, maybe even, like, an up montage, like, at the beginning yeah. of Up. 
like and see that before him and, and how where his life goes from there. Him really still cool. pursuing his dreams and stuff, but also you know stopping to smell the roses and play with the little helicopter seeds and. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I I love that too. But that that does bring up a good point of just like how well, like, contained some of these movies are. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so I tried to choose two that I don't think anyone was like, oh, like, you can't touch that. It was such a perfect movie. Uh, <laughs> like, I think both of these, I have two. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just, I'll say the first one is Brave. Uh, nice. I don't think Brave, Brave is obviously not one of the best movies Pixar has ever made. It's, but it's also by all means not like horrible. And I do think the kind of Celtic sort of, medieval slash like pseudo fantasy magical setting that they have lends itself to some cool adventures that are just like super like cool Scottish folk adventure, like with fairies or whatever. Um, but my, my actual answer I I will say is, uh, Ratatouille. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Ratatouille. My, my (laughs) Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Uh, Yeah. yeah, It's perfect. (laughs) I'm I'm going to take the part of Cars 2 that I loved and take out this part that I hated. And that is all these different like cultures represented or different countries represented. And I want uh Remy and oh. is it Linguini? Is that his name? Yeah, Chef Linguini. To be invited into the world tour cook-off. Cool. Where all these different like countries from around the world come together to cook their specialty dishes in the cook-off uh and so you'll get to see all these different like foods and styles like coming about and obviously you could throw in a villain there i don't know yeah <laughs> like who or what the but, anti- you have to assign a villain to a country the, which is the risky anti- these days <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or something like i don't know just someone who suspects hey that like well, maybe that's too much like the the original right. with the uh, chef trying to unmask him, basically. I don't know. I'll leave that up to Pixar. Yeah, that's Pixar. But I think job. Ratatouille being, like, they are the French restaurant representative from this five-star French restaurant. Right. I think that would be really cool. Maybe he's Ra- trying to steal the Ratatouille recipe or something. Yeah, like Plankton. The Ratatouille uh, Like Plankton. La- <laughs> the Rat recipe. <laughs> Ratatouille world tour. <laughs> that's, that's what I have right here. It's really? a world tour, <laughs> and then in parentheses, cook off. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, uh, Lucas. Okay. I definitely didn't mean to like, like put down your answer though. How dare I do, you? I want to see that too. I yeah. cannot. Sorry. Believe you would have a slightly differing opinion than me. I don't think I'll yeah, ever sorry, be able to recover. The... <laughs> the hive mind tearing apart slowly, <laughs> one synapse Guys, we, at a time. Are we even <laughs> friends anymore? I don't know. I can't what does stand this it. mean? So, but Lucas, okay. I, I, I love, love, love that question. Okay, it's well, a thank you. Uh, speaking of questions I love, 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 uh, we had a fan question this week. Oh, it's been a second, uh, but we are so happy to have one. Uh, this one comes from a friend of mine, Shaylee Barney. Um, who wanted us to talk about who, in our opinions, is the best supporting lead in these movies. So, 
you know, I, I, I don't, I, I'm afraid to give examples before going into it, right. but I guess I'll just do my answer Here, first. Right. I want to, I want to try something with this. I think we should count down from three and see oh. if we have the same answer. Oh, I'm not ready for this, you guys. Um, okay. I don't think I, we do, but it'd be interesting if we do. Okay. 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 Let's I'm all ready. say it at the same time. Okay. Three, two, one. Mike Wazowski. Frozone. Mike Wazowski is not a supporting character. He's, a, he's a also the lead. He is a lead. Two leads. <laughs> I don't know. I think, because I was thinking about that. And here, here, let me go first and let's, let's kind of justify Okay, yeah, just, do your thing. Uh, if you guys did did or did not hear mine, Frozone. mine is Frozone from Good The answer. Incredibles. Um, I think Frozone is just one of the most spectacular characters that has ever, we've ever seen on the screen. He's awesome. And he just genuinely, he just does not get enough screen time. Like I, and I think that's what makes him perfect, is you get to see him in these little moments. And when he comes in, he's just blasting ice. Uh, Frozone mm. is from The Incredibles. Uh, I don't know oh, if I said it? that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I Samuel thought he was Jackson's in character. The Good Dinosaur. Yeah, no, I thought no, you were talking I about... He, I think he's rumored for the sequel. Oh, <laughs> oh okay, gotcha. cool. Uh, okay, um, that makes more sense. But I think Frozone is... Frozone is... has some of the best lines. Um, he's perfect for what the movie calls for. He's a friend, uh, and he doesn't overstep his boundaries like some supporting ro- roles do in these movies um so yeah that's my answer okay i guess um, i'll change mine but niall you go yeah. first i can't even yeah, niall, remember what did you say i missed it i can't remember does anybody remember what i said i think you said randall <laughs> no, because, from monsters inc because i didn't say randall that's a good answer though i could argue that that is a good answer um oh I no i remember what i said i remember what i said or i think i remember what i said at least I said Rex. Well, you know what? Just choose one. I said Rex oh, from gotcha. Toy Story. Oh, um, okay. I see. I think that Rex is, especially in the first one, like, he just has this fun little side arc of wanting to be a large dinosaur and be scary, <laughs> but just not being scary, you know? And just like, did I scare you? Was I scary? And he's just like so... Like, he wants it so bad, you know? But he's just one of those characters who, like, he do- it's like Frozone, except he- even less screen time. But, like, any time <laughs> he says anything, you're just like, Rex, dude. Rex is awesome, you know? And so I just, like, Rex is one of those characters that just never fails to bring a smile to my face. And so that's why I picked him. It was a, it was a toss up for me. Both of them were Toy Story between Rex and Mr. Potato Head. Mm. But yeah. but I landed I on think Rex. That, the Toy Story ensemble is just it's great. fantastic. It's great. All of them <laughs> so are memorable. wonderful for their own reasons. One of the best ones being the shark whose famous line is "I'm Woody, howdy howdy howdy." That's <laughs> a highlight in itself, you know. One of the best parts of the movie. All of them have Beautiful. a great thing, you know. But but Rex is my answer. Cool. Okay. So now that I guess Mike Wazowski doesn't count as supporting because he's, <laughs> he's too lead, good. Bro. <laughs> he's too good, bro. That's he like calling Ray a supporting actress or a supporting she actor. Is. I wish she was more of a supporting character. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, make it the uh, Poe Dameron movie, and, and then let's talk. Yes, make it the, the Kylo Ren movie more than it was. Yes. Oh, uh, there you go. Um, anyway, sorry. So my answer now, realizing that Frozone is an answer, is Frozone, but I'm going to not say him because Jared said him. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I feel like now, now that I, Jared Since won. I remembered that Frozone is the correct answer, that's my answer. <laughs> but instead, I'm going to talk about the one guy in Inside Out who gets disapparated into nothingness when he's forgotten. I can't remember his oh, name, though. Oh, the ma- imaginary friend? Yeah, yeah, the imaginary friend elephant What's guy. What's his name? I think it's I'm Flapperson. I'm going to click on the... I'll find it. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. You just keep talking. It is Bing Bong. Bing, Bing Bong. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. He's he not a huge amazing. part of the movie, but I thought that when he died, I was like, wow. This guy didn't just die. He was erased from all existence. Yeah, he was absolutely. just forgotten in a way that he will never return. Um, but he does return, luckily, because he's remembered. Uh, but at, when he when he dies, I, I just love that he's able to like help the, the feelings just find their way. And then when they fall into the pit, it's just like, yeah, this is what it's like if you don't like help Riley out. And then he just dissipates into nothingness, and they kind of are able to remember, like, realize how important what they're doing is. That's another one that we haven't talked about that I really love, though, is Inside Out. Um, so Good yeah, answer. that's my answer. That Bing Bong is great. Man, this episode is great, uh, and I feel like the episodes where we talk about, you know, uh, franchises or movie properties with so much good content. Yeah. Um, and so much good, like, source material stuff to go off of. Just, like, it lends itself to good conversation. Oh, yeah. So I, I will recommend to everybody who hasn't seen one of these movies, uh, maybe not The Good Dinosaur. Sounds like that one might not be super it's representative. Not. No, don't watch but that one. If you, <laughs> yeah, if, if you haven't seen any of these other ones we've talked about, we, we highly recommend them um, oh, yeah. for audiences of all ages. Uh, thank you again for listening. We are the Orange Boy Inquiry. Yeah, uh, we are. We love making this podcast, and we are very appreciative of anybody who takes time out of their day to listen to us. Amen. Uh, make sure after this episode to go over to Kohl's and pick up your 20-count <laughs> independently applied multicolored flexible four-inch assorted adhesive bandages for first aid wound care. Got to have uh, And we will see you next time. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Love you.